This is the first episode of 2017, so welcome back. In this episode, I return with the $15,000 used car challenge, where I find 15 cars in 15 minutes for under $15,000. This time, I take a bit of a different spin on the $15,000 used car challenge, and I pick five cars that are very fitting for the current Canadian climate. So um, all-wheel drive was a mandatory. They didn't have to be manual for once, and uh, they had to be under $15,000. So I found a couple really quickly that I think are excellent representations of what's available in that category. I hope it proves to be helpful if you're searching for something of that kind. And then I continue on with my regular $15,000 criteria. So I hope you enjoy. I'm your host, Trevor Byrne, and this is the Bucket Seat Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Bucket Seat Podcast. It's the first episode of 2017, and I'm kicking it off with another $15,000 used car challenge episode. So this one in particular, I actually end up um, finding a few vehicles that I thought might be useful for those of you listening in Canada right now. Um, We're experiencing some kind of odd weather uh, for winter. It's been really, really cold, and now we're kind of moving back to some just really oddly warm weather for this time of year. And so I kind of went out of my kind of normal shtick here and tried to find the first five vehicles or first four vehicles out of this whole set that aren't necessarily the ones I would normally pick, but um, they could probably end up being useful in this weather to anybody living in the varying conditions of the, uh, of the Canadian climate. So I'll kick it off with those. And then I move into some of the more typical finds uh, that I've been um, digging around and searching for and and coming up with again um so the format is 15 15 cars in 15 minutes under fifteen thousand dollars i set my search criteria to typically only find manual transmission vehicles with the exception of these first four uh that are a little bit more fitting just for our climate in particular so um i will start it off um i guess everyone knows by now or if they don't they probably will I am a Subaru, absolute Subaru fan and uh, nut when it comes to, I don't know, just being enthusiastic about cars and having a brand. I do a ton of work with them. Um, I've really made it in my last few years. And so take my recommendations with a grain of salt. So full disclosure there. However, I wouldn't be recommending uh, a Subaru if I didn't legitimately believe in it. Um, that is the honest truth. So I kick it off with a, a an awesome an awesome find out in Calgary. It's a 2008 Subaru Outback 2.5 XT. So they don't offer the XT any longer um, for the for the Outback. You can get a 3.6 in it um, versus the 2.5 now. Uh, great option, uh, great engine choice. But of course, I think there's some you know there's some love and some cachet for the XT trimmed vehicles um, of the Forester and Outback type. So in this, it's a 2008. Like I said, it's in really good condition. Um, the It's kind of a gray. It's a gray on black leather interior. That XT means it's turbo. Uh, it's all-wheel drive. One owner, no accidents. Nice car. Um, really nice car. That's listed at $11,995, and it's only got about 150,000K on it. So 
I would say that that is a very good choice um, with Subaru's symmetrical full-time all-wheel drive system. Um, you know, it's great in the winter. It's also great in the summer. It's great when the conditions are changing or so the seasons are changing in the spring and the fall. So you can't really go wrong. You get a ton of really usable space in the kind of in the very wagon-esque f- um, uh, format. And it is a big, big, um, uh, is a big favorite of mine. So on to the next one. A 2013 Subaru XV Crosstrek with a sport package. It's in Toronto. It's $14,995. It has about 117,000 kilometers on it. And it is black on black. It looks good. Um, I, I am, you know, should also disclaim, I have a, a Crosstrek. I have a 2015 Crosstrek. Um, it, you know, it's a family vehicle. Courtney, my wife, typically will drive it. And um, it is most definitely saved our lives most uh, i guess about three weeks ago we were coming um south from um from uh, up north in kind of the muskoka country and got trapped behind a transport truck um a vehicle in front of us basically uh, was taking a sweet ass time in the fast lane as i was trying to move out and overtake the transport that was in the middle lane uh, long story short is the vehicle ahead of us, which was a, a, a ridiculous uh, Hummer H2 that was all jacked up. Uh, he slowed down as he got uh, basically beside the cab of the transport and it kind of pinned us, Courtney and I and the two kids, uh, just directly beside the the transport. And um, I know everyone will probably think the easy solution is just slow down and let it kind of pass by so you can kind of regain your your vision, your control, and get out of kind of the mess that ends up uh, happening when you're behind a vehicle and beside a transport. However, uh, we were going, you know, at a decent speed, and uh, the vehicle behind me was also just pushing, 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 and for me to slow down probably would have been more dangerous. Anyways, the all-wheel drive system was remarkable. Um, I could feel the vehicle being pulled in every direction possible, and I I honestly believe that if it were a front-wheel drive or just rear-wheel drive vehicle uh, on its own independently, uh, this would have been a very different podcast. Probably would have been telling you about a repair, and I hope that that wasn't wouldn't have been the case. Um, it just uh, it was composed. Uh, the all wheel drive system was working hard, and uh, like I said, I, I do honestly believe that it could have saved our lives in that scenario. Um, so I have a ton of love for the Crosstrek. It's uh, it doesn't feel like a big, heavy, or cumbersome vehicle. You can throw it around. You can still have fun with it. Um, you know, there are a lot of comments about, uh, wanting more power. Who doesn't want more power, you know, in the city, um, you know, it has a decent amount of torque, um, in the lower RPM range and that CVT works really well paired with it. So I think it's a fantastic vehicle. If you are, if you're kind of in and out of the city and you still want some decent fuel economy with all wheel drive capability. So that's that one. It's a 2013 Subaru XV Crosstrek with the sport package in Toronto, $14,995. And it's only 117,000 kilometers. So not bad at all. Up next is a 2010 BMW 3 Series. It's a 328 X-Drive. It's a wagon. Um, it is it is black on a beige leather interior. Not my favorite combination, especially when you have kids. However, the wagon format for the 3 Series is actually a pretty good one. I do like it. Um, I looked at it a lot before I got involved with Subaru. Um, I've done a bunch of research on it. It's too bad that you can't get the 330 in the wagon with all-wheel all drive. That would be an awesome vehicle. Um, but in this case, their all-wheel drive system is pretty stand-up. It's decent. Um 
Uh, and it is, I said it was $14,995. Um, lots of room in there still comparable to most other wagons of its size, kind of like an A4 Avant. Um, and even an Outback, fairly similar in terms of um, of the uh, of the actual layouts of the the, the vehicle itself. So, um, not a bad one. This one's certified and e-tested, and it's in Kitchener. So, 2010 BMW 3 Series 328 X Drive wagon, fourteen thousand nine hundred ninety-five dollars. And then last up in the very winter prepared category is one that I spent a small amount of time in back when I worked on Nissan and Infiniti. And that is an EX35. So this is the other luxury luxury package in the 360 camera. Um, kind of neat. So this is one that um, at a glance for me, I am just not a fan of the design, the shape, the general aesthetic of this vehicle. And it really turned me off when I started seeing them. However, if you get into the cabin and behind the wheel, I think you will enjoy your experience a little bit more. Um, as soon as I got into it, I'm not going to say I fell in love with it, but I really did enjoy it. Um, I put it through, put it through its paces, uh, in terms of the weather that it experienced many years ago. Um, when, uh, when I had one of these and it has plenty of power too, it's the same power, uh, sorry, it's the same engine, the uh, 3.5 liter V6, the VQ, I believe it is from Nissan. It's always done very well. It's what was in the 370. And um, yeah, plenty of power and uh, plenty of power for what it is. Uh, fairly small in terms of layout as an actual usable vehicle. Um, just the shape of the cabin, um, it's, it's very rounded off and it's very tapered. So you lose a lot of space in the corners instead of more of that boxy feel. Um, but I, I do have a lot of faith in it that it, it does have the Atesta all wheel drive system, which was, um, very, I guess, very responsive. Um, I was pretty impressed with it. It's very sophisticated in terms of what it offers. Um, I mean, it's no Subaru symmetrical full-time mobile drive system, but Hey, I think it's still a great system. I think it's a great buy now, especially if you want something in that luxury or more luxurious category without being ostentatious. Um, with some of the other, uh, let's call them the German brands. And um, you still get an infinity badge on that and all of the amenities that come with that cabin. It's uh, quite a nice place to be. It's $14,995. It has 132,000 kilometers on it. And yeah, that's a 2011 Infiniti EX35 in Sherbrooke in Quebec. Okay, so that's it. Those are the quick vehicles that I found. Um, and like when I say quick, they're obviously very quick because I only give myself 15 minutes to do this. So um, there they are. I think there's one a little bit further on, but um, get out there, take a look at what's available. All-wheel drive is a wonderful thing in uh, winter weather. And if you fit it, if you fit that system properly with decent winter tires, um, you'll have an enjoyable driving experience all winter long. I promise that. Okay, so moving back into a bit more of the uh, typical flow of this show um, and this format is um, a vehicle that I'm very happy to see 2017 kicking off um, with, uh, sorry, I'm very happy to kick 2017 off with because in this category and at this price, um, I think we've seen the turning point and we are now um, witnessing a lot more of an availability of the Subaru BRZ and the Scion FRS in the sub $15,000 category. So exciting times if you want a rear, a rear drive um, sports car, uh, sports coupe. 
um, they they are making their way into this territory, and um, and I love it. So this is a 2013 Scion FRS in Abbotsford in BC. It's fourteen thousand nine ninety nine. It's black on black. I don't love it as much as um, BRZ. Uh, again, in, you know, I, that's a very subjective desire for me to always want uh, the Subaru product, but. Um, this is still a great car, really great car. And it only has 42,000 kilometers on it. Um, I believe so. Yeah. This one in particular has had a little bit of damage. It's been documented. It was body work. And now I know that that is probably the reason why we're getting to the sub $15,000 range when it only has 42,000 kilometers on it. But, um, if you're a smart buyer and you do your homework and you, um, and you check out the repair and the, how extensive it was, even talk to the body shop who did it to see if you can get a little bit more insight, it may be worthwhile picking up. Um, and it may be worthwhile you keeping for a little bit longer if you're intending on taking it to the track or doing anything to it. It's not one that is going to have a very high resale value simply because there is that black mark on its history. But if it was just cosmetic damage and there wasn't anything structurally done or damaged on it, uh, that may just be a great find for someone. So there it is, 13 Scion FRS in Abbotsford, black on black, with uh, it has 42,000 kilometers on it for 14999 Awesome to see that. Um, another pick. Um, this might be a little bit overpriced just for, for what I know about it. Um, it's a 2008, kind of harkens back to my days at Nissan, and I really loved this car. 2008 Nissan 350Z Grand Touring Pack. Um, I really loved this vehicle. I spent a lot of time in it, um, kind of got my first real experience um, with a rear drive um, sports car in this. And so I think maybe I just have a, a soft spot for it. It has 97,000 kilometers on it. It is uh, $14,998 and it's black on black. It is It does have a set of aftermarket wheels. So unfortunately, you lose those raised gram lights. And I believe on this generation, it was the 19s in the rear and the 18s up front. And there's, I think, maybe just something... Uh, that nostalgic about that and and the uh, the the days of such staggered wheels on uh, on muscle cars that I really loved about it and uh, even though you couldn't really tell it was um, I don't know why I gravitated towards that but I thought it was super cool at the time um, so anyways with this one unfortunately you don't get those wheels they were beautiful okay on to the next one this seems like a little bit more of a legit deal um, and so this is a 2013 Subaru BRZ with navigation uh, always the six speed sorry, it's a black on black, $14,950. And it's available in Toronto it has 126,000 K, which is pretty high um, for for a BRZ. But, um, you know, if you take into account, you know, about 20,000 kilometers a year, you know, this guy was obviously or this gal was obviously doing double that. Um, or just, you know, just less than that. But um this one, I, I, you know, I think is is a good indicator that these are going to drop into the sub $15,000 range more and more frequently. And that is exciting to me. Like I said, I think I said it was black on black. It's $14,950, um, 2013 Super BRZ. Get your hands on one. Have fun. This is funny. It was just a bit of an anomaly. When I was looking through, I found a 1978 Pontiac Trans Am. It's in Quebec. I don't know where. There is really very little information available in the description for it. But it looks like, you know, it's sitting in a garage stored somewhere uh, in a nice garage. Uh, and the paint looks incredible. The wheels look super fresh. Everything about it looks pretty badass. 
And of course, it's got the fire chicken on the hood. Um, and that one is uh, $14,900 and it has under 100,000K on it, original, I guess. 94,900 kilometers um, and it is as orange as orange can be. Also on the dash, I'm just noticing now, sorry, on the hood, it looks like it has, let me just double check this. I think it actually has a hood mounted tack or speedo. I'm going to say it's probably a tack. Uh, yeah, it looks like a tack uh, on there. That's uh, pretty hilarious. Mounted right on the hood outside of the windscreen. Uh, okay, moving on. This is... Um, I think I, I think I, I know that this is a favorite of a lot of the uh, the BMW folk. It's a 2005 BMW 330ci, so that's the E46 body. It has the M Sport Pack. Uh, I don't know if that is if I'm saying that in a very product correct way. Anyways, it's in Kitchener. It's 14,700. It is silver on black. It looks great. I love this generation. Um, I you know as a coupe, I think it's just about perfect. Um, and in this one, it's well, it's well, um, documented in terms of what the vehicle has, what it comes with, um, what had been upgraded on it and what that MPAC really meant. So for those of you listening, you probably know for those who don't go check it out. Um, he does also have a set of, I would say he could, could be of, of any sex. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's my, my go-to and I apologize for that, but, um, yeah, it's, it also has pilot super sports on it. So, I mean, Maybe that says that this person has good taste. Um, 2006 Audi TT. It's out on Salt Spring Island. It's $14,750. It's red on a black leather interior, 118,000 kilometers, and it is $14,750. I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the, of this car. You know, if it were for, if it were my $15,000 that I were shopping with, this isn't what I would buy. However, all-wheel drive in a little coupe like this, um, I know appeals to a lot of people, and I know that they're just like little go-karts. This one's had its, you know, it's a single, it's a original owner, has winter and summer tires. He's done all the servicing on timing belts and water pumps. Um, and he's saying that he has to get rid of it or she has to get rid of it uh, because of uh, their dog. So it was either the dog or the car. So say goodbye to the TT, but someone else may score if they're into the TT. Cool, quick, nimble, um, just not for me. Next up is yet another BRZ. So this is a 2013 Super BRZ with SportTech in Waterdown, Ontario. It is white on a black leather interior. Comes with two sets of tires, which is nice, um, depending on how much wear is on uh, or on the the winters and on the summers. You may actually get a a decent season or two out of them still. It has 144,000 kilometers on it, which is most certainly high. But for the price and depending on what you want the car for, uh, this could be a steal. It's $14,499. Love seeing these in the sub-15s. Next up, I couldn't help it. There's an importer who is clearly based in Kitchener that is posting a lot of these right-hand drive cars. It's 91 Skyline, wide body. It has more gauges than I've ever seen packed into a car before. And most of them do not look like they have been tastefully mounted However, I would uh, I would encourage somebody to go and take a look at this one. I still think it's hilarious. Um, the uh, the modification list on this post is exhaustive. It's like they just you know took every possible part 
that they can pick up off of an R32, or sorry, off of an R33 and dump it in here. And then they just went through a laundry list of every other brand and every other part that they could slap onto it. It's on there and you can tell when you see it. Um, it is, uh, what is it? It's blue. It's a wide body. It's right hand drive. Uh, what motor does he have in it? RB25 DET. Um, and then I won't even go through all of the other uh, modifications that have been done to it because there are a ton. I think he was originally asking $16,000, but he has now lowered that to $14,000. And it has 93,000 kilometers on it. You never know when you're bringing a car in from Japan if that is the real odometer reading or not. But uh, I would like to think that um, that those are legit if they're coming from a reputable importer. Next up, next up. Oh, yeah, this was kind of cool. And just another anomaly in this category, um, a 1974 Volkswagen Beetle. It has been just meticulously um, restored. And so it looks like a ton of documentation for it. Um, and it only looks like about 200 miles since they rebuilt it. Uh, really cool. It's like sapphire. What is it? Sapphire blue two-tone um, with a you know black leather interior. Looks really good. Uh, not my cup of tea. I'm not huge into Beatles, but this one was beautifully restored. So it's in Mission BC. It's a 1974 Volkswagen Beetle. It's $13,888. And then from a kilometer standpoint, it's whatever they've put on it after the restoration. It doesn't sound like many. Um, this is more of a buyer beware that I found an 04 BMW 6 Series Coupe. Um, so that Grand Tour, uh, it looks, I, I really like the looks of it. It's a huge, huge, huge car um, for being a two-door um, to me, a vehicle that big is typically a sedan, but anyways, it looks good. It has 200,000 kilometers on it and, um, H and R Springs, $13,500, probably too good to be true, but check it out. Um, okay. Coming up to the last, uh, what are they here? One, two and, uh, and three vehicles here. Um, what do we have? Yes. Uh, the Holy Grail, a 1997 Acura Integra Type R. That's the DC two. Uh, and he's written spoon all over it. Although going through the parts list, the only spoon component seems to be an exhaust system. Um, it is right-hand drive imported in from Japan. Is it a swap? Is it, um, you know, a, a mishmash of many other Integras and some Type R parts and some non-genuine type parts and some, you know, knockoff parts probably, it does look pretty good. It's white on white. Um, sorry, it's white on a red leather interior or the red interior uh, with Type R. Everything, of course. Um, and it only has supposedly 158,000 kilometers on it. It's $12,995. And again, 90, 1997 Acura Integra Type R from Japan, right-hand drive. Uh, I found another Skyline for 12500 in Calgary. Looks awful. Has a Veilside body kit um, that just kind of grosses me out but maybe restore it back to stock and uh, or at least stock body and that might be a great buy it's 105,000 kilometers on it uh, obviously right hand drive and um, you know he's done new timing belts um, new clutch new seats new wheels um, and of course a sound system um, that's in Calgary 93 Scott Nissan Skyline that is silver or it's gray gray and oh, one more for the all-wheel drive uh, segment from back up front, which is an 07 Audi A6 Avant. I wish that we got the RS6. 
Um, that was just such an awesome car back when I, I got a chance to drive the RS6s when they came in from the US uh, into Canada. And um, I remember it just absolutely blew my mind. And seeing the press releases of it being available as a wagon or the Avant in Europe killed me. Um, I thought for sure we were going to see one in our press fleet at that time, but we unfortunately did not. Anyways, same generation. This is an A6 Avant. Um, it's uh, 14,950 out in Victoria. Um, with these vehicles, what I've found when looking at them is that you kind of get them in two different states. One is an owner who has given zero fucks and um, the interior is very reflective of that. Usually the maintenance records are um, kind of of the same caliber of fucks given. Um, it is not usually the car that you want and it's full of all of the things that um, kind of make you cringe usually. So stay away from those ones. You see them, um, I guess, as soon as you can, you know, as soon as you pop the, as soon as you pop a door open and look inside uh, the various states of disarray can be pretty telling. The other person, though, that I have seen as an owner of this car is one that keeps meticulous service records, only has uh, their original dealer service the vehicle in every possible capacity, keeps every piece of paperwork. The interiors are immaculate uh, and all of your records are in uh, perfect order, um, sometimes in laminated pages or plastic sleeves in a binder. If you can get one of those cars, um, you're typically in good shape. I love a well-documented vehicle. And this one, to me, even though I can't tell uh, and I don't know, it does look like it would be one of those. Um, awesome all-wheel drive wagon, uh, but do be prepared for uh, paying for maintenance when it's needed. Lastly, out of all of this is awesome, something you do not see very often, which is a 2001 Nissan Stagia. This is the RS um, and it is, uh, it is, has 150,000 kilometers on it. It's $12,885 in Aurora in Ontario, white body, super dark black tint, black interior. Um, it looks awesome. I wish, I wish that there was an easy left-hand swap for all of these cars because I would be far more interested in them. Um, I could easily see myself owning a couple of old, uh, great old Subarus, but for me, I just can't do the right-hand drive thing. Um, anyways, okay, that is it. Uh, that was a very quick uh, run through all of the cars on the list for this week. Um, what else has happened? Oh, yes, of course, the Ford Ranger is coming. Uh, the Ford Bronco looks awesome if it does turn up and it doesn't become an Everest the Faraday future looks like a flop for $5,000 and an unknown price tag. And the Kia Stinger was a shocker. I was absolutely blown away by that car, seeing it online. And then again, in its release in Detroit, I'm off to Montreal, to the Montreal International Auto Show next week. And I hope that it's there. I don't know if it will be or not. Um, I've heard some rumblings that it's already headed back to Europe. Um, but that's one to look out for. Very surprising from Kia um, and very impressive in all capacities. I really look forward to seeing that vehicle in person. And I never expected myself to say to, to, to hear myself ever say that about a Kia, but I am excited about it. Um, I think they've turned a new leaf. So good for them. Um, that has been episode 17 of the Bucket Seat Podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Byrne. Please keep listening, subscribe, leave comments, rate us in iTunes. 
Um, and if you have any questions, uh, our Instagram page, or sorry, our Instagram account is where you can ask them. So find any photo usually of any of the uh, releases for each episode. If you want to hear something different, if you have special requests, if you'd like different combinations of uh, vehicles or different budgets even, fire them my way and I would be happy to accommodate and um, toss a little bit of variety into this as well if you would like it. Um, So thanks for listening. Um, I shall be back hopefully in the next week and a half after auto show, sorry, two weeks after auto show, um, my tour kind of uh, commences and I'm off on a bit more work. Um, but, um, looking forward to the next episode, which remains a secret until then. Thanks guys. 